So we're recording slightly late tonight because I am in a house with no heating. And why? So we had a power cut, um, a partial power cut. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. So maybe you guys can help me diagnose this light live in air. So I'm sitting down researching something stupid, and the internet's down. So that's the first thing you notice, um, in terms of vital sign, electrical vital signs in your house. Um, so um, the main circuit breaker in our house had gone, and so I did. I was thinking about this. I don't think I, I don't think I approached it very well. Maybe evidence that I'm not as good a programmer as I think I I am because I it took me about two minutes before I realized. Well, I just need to bracket this problem in order to see where where the faulty electrical thing is on um on the electrical circuit in the house because I, I spent sort of two or three minutes just pl- pulling out all the plugs and frantically trying the circuit breaker like a stupid person um so anyway basically one of my socket circuits is gone uh unfortunately it's the socket circuit that includes the fridge freezer the dishwasher the washing machine and the heating so i brought all the best things in life yeah exactly um (laughs) internet's still up though woo so uh Good. that's why I'm recording the podcast and not frantically trying to fix it. Um so And is that still tripping the whole time or what? Yeah, so one of the minor circuit breakers if you switch it on it'll trip the main circuit breaker. So I I didn't th- And you plugged all the things out that you could and yeah, put it back on again. And- yeah, so um and oh my god, fitted kitchens and trying to plug things out is not fun. And um, Baz, you're thinking of getting a house. This is definitely something to to if you're getting rewiring done or a new kitchen or anything. Like that, make sure all your sockets and your pipework is accessible for when it goes wrong because it will go wrong. I think I'm just going to move back into my parents. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure their pipework is accessible. Yeah, exactly, that's <laughs> no, fine. They they can take care of that if it breaks. You know, <laughs> they'll get someone in. <laughs> so we have, as Baz, we have quite a complicated uh, heating control system in our house. So every room has a thermostat, and every radiator is individually controlled and individually programmable. Um, and it's Fancy. an independent Irish company. Um, and so one of the candidates, basically, I think I've narrowed it down to either it's the boiler or it's the heating control system, both of which have switches going into them, both of which I turned off. Um, but the breaker is still tripping. So sucks to me. Be. Yeah. Ah, could be just the breaker gone as well, so. Oh, that a thing? Maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's yeah, a good that, excuse that, that's to. That's what happened to me before, which is why um, oh. I checked that now. So it was actually nothing was actually wrong. The breaker was just broken. Oh, I kind of assumed that like it was only software that was cobbled together, like you know stuff in the real world sort of worked, but clearly sometimes uh. it doesn't. 
Ah, uh, yeah, but you know, manufacturing error percentages of things and Irish weather and you know all these <laughs> all these uh, variables can come together. Yeah. So. Yeah. So no heating. So if you start to hear shivering later, that's. Yeah. Are you drinking yet? Of course, I'm drinking. Yeah, why don't you be warmed up in no time? You'd be grand. Yeah, old school way. <laughs> yeah, Brandy. the Irish way. Yeah. Before we had central <laughs> heating, we had drinking. So, do we have some uh, follow up? Uh I don't know if this is interesting or not, um, and it's maybe getting a little bit into the weeds. But I, I wanted to throw it out there anyway. Um, last episode, we were talking about the Limerick iOS developer meetup and the fact that Baz was heckling, heckling me about some of my uh, code coding style or lack of style. Um, I think it's one of the things you, you were worried about happening. And I was like, geez, if, if anyone is in the audience now and they're giving out about your coding style, anyway, they're, they're bastards, you know. <laughs> and it was me. It was me in the audience kind of going, what are you doing this way for? <laughs> so as it happened today, for an unrelated reason, I was researching style guides for Objective-C. Um, and so raywenderlich.com which is possibly the main site uh, for iOS tutorials I guess um, and stuff Um, it um, they had their own Objective-C style guide so I wanted to pick a few things from it and see what you guys thought to see if any of them were deal breakers with you so uh, open brace for a method or an if statement, same line. I hate uh, that. What, 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 what? Say it again. So opening brace, curly bracket. Yeah. Same line, not a new line. I just started doing that. Oh, because you were, because like, I mean, I, I'd be a different line guy as well, like you two. I didn't realise you just changed. I recently just started doing that. Wow. So this is the first one he has here for spacing, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's a really long style guide. Um, Okay, yeah. So I just wanted to pick out some of the more kind of controversial ones just to sort of see what you think. Dave, you're you're a new line person as well, right? Yep, just purely from a a readability point of view, matching up the brackets. Um, I know I'm quicker at matching brackets up and stuff if they're on their own line or if they're <laughs> at least in line. Like, I think, look, back when we had, like, I don't know, maybe terminals and you had to, like, use three keys to scroll up and down a page. Yeah, whatever. But, like, we all have HD monitors and stuff now. Like, we can afford to put brackets on their own line. It's true. They do put the else on the same line as the closing bracket, which I don't do. Hmm. So I just have this weird combination of a bit of everything, I guess. <laughs> so a few more. As long as you're consistent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So a few more, a few more things. Um, no instance variables, so properties for everything. Um, so if they're private, they go in the .m. If they're public, they go in the .h. I wouldn't do it for everything, but I can understand why they would. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Dot properties own. I'm sorry. Dot syntax only for properties. So yeah, I 
that's probably how I do it. Like lit, lit UI label.txt. Yeah. I think it's a good compromise because I've always struggled with that. And I, for a long time, I was a dot, dot property dot, and dot syntax is for structs only. Um, okay. But I, that's possibly a bit too fascist. So I think dot properties for dot, dot syntax for properties, I think, is a good uh compromise yeah you used to give out to me for that by doing dot and then space in the same square bracket <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that, that these things are really um so what we're talking about it's all valid code will compile and will you know achieve exactly the same thing it's no difference to the user it's no is no not even a difference to the device because the compiler um doesn't care but but they they can be quite religious arguments right about how you structure the little syntax differences in your code yeah like look looking at some of them like here for literals in an array uh, you know that that wasn't always there so i guess when we started learning objective c it didn't come in for a good few years later so hmm. sometimes it's it's a case that because you've never used like they brought like uh Apple brought out a new way of doing it with like string literals and stuff. You just never used it, so you continued never to use it. <laughs> um, but I think the whole concept of a style guide is interesting because I think for the three of us, we've always been either the senior iOS developer or more often maybe the only iOS developer. So in some senses, we have all... We've always been able to get our own way and basically do no. things the way... No? Like in in my last job now, it was very much... It, it wasn't that... Like, actually, sorry, no. I'll give you a good example now in my last job. Uh, two spaces for a tab instead of the default four. So for a long time in my last job, I was my tabs were all two spaces because my boss at the time he was the lead ios developer he wanted it to be two spaces so when i went to this new job I immediately went back to four spaces really yeah so that was one thing and then his other thing was uh brackets on new line actually was one of his other things and if it's a nif statement with one line it should be on the same line but i, I don't think i ever did that but again they were like he had about three things he just wanted those three things so my other question was, like, in if there is a team of iOS developers, do you think style guides are a good thing or do you think they're overly nitpicky? I, I, I don't mind the odd uh, small things. Like, I don't mind if someone puts, like, the, where they put the curly brackets or the braces. Um, but if something was really glaring and really badly done, I probably might ask someone to change it maybe but you'd be a bit flexible in yeah so you think as long as as long as it was consistent i guess <laughs> i don't know because i think on the other side like if everybody does things the same way then yeah it, it adds cognitive overload for you temporarily but it does mean that if you're working on a code base that somebody else has worked on if it's if it's all done in the same style then it whatever that style is it does make you can kind of flick through it quicker no Dave what do yeah you think? I guess 
Yeah, I'd be very militant in my my code formatting, <laughs> and and especially as a like as a a teacher as well, I syntax and formatting really messes with people, um, and it's all the like I know that like pedagogically the bracket on the same line is just going to cause me so much more headaches that I just don't allow it. Um, I know that, you know, if statements, you always write out the brackets, even if it's only one line, never yes. put them on the same line or I'll fail you. Um, <laughs> you know, um, you don't use, um, like don't use breaks inside of loops unless, um, you know, that, that kind of thing, unless there's, uh, unless it's for a kind of, error handling or quick exits don't use it to so that you don't have to figure out how to properly write a loop like um you know just a lot of a lot of stuff like that like and i think a lot of the basic stuff is um it actually makes it easier for people to learn programming and i think it makes it easier to read programming as well and let's you know we cannot pretend that we don't make mistakes based on our syntax like but you know we do sometimes mm-hmm. like we'll put in something and we'll uh we'll put on a semicolon at the end of a do while or at the end of a, a if statement or something by accident you know but there mm-hmm. are ways that you can kind of get around that by just thinking about what kind of syntax you're going to use you know so i have a question then so inside and in work we have a lot of outsourced work and so that's been done for years i guess inside but they they tend to use self dot, right? Tend to use underscore. So, what would you do in that case if you were working on someone else's project, and you know it's 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 a full project, and you're going and say just to say do code clean, uh, sort of like debugging, uh, sorry, fixing some bugs, and you wanted to go in and you wanted to put in a new property, and then I wanted to start using an underscore, but then it looks different then because everything else is self dot. What would you do that in, in that scenario? Well, this is the reason, I guess, for a style guide, right? So basically, if you impose or agree, should I say, a style guide, then even though it might include some things that you don't agree with, personally, I think if everybody in a team is using the same style guide, then that's better. You just want me to use self that. I know you do. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> underscores. Like an animal. <laughs> but seriously though, like, don't you think there's... But it's it's very hard as well to tell people, to go around to people, I guess, you know, and just impose it on them. Um, well, I guess... It's not, it's, not a, it's not a hugely nice thing, I guess, to do. But I guess my perspective, you two options. Like, you agree a style guide... Mm-hmm. And so, okay, Ray, Ray Wenderlich has one, GitHub has one, and there's a few others. Um, Marcus Zara has one. He's the guy who writes all the Cordata books. Um, so he's really militant. He's like, he has a consulting firm and he's like, no project that we ever ship will have dot syntax anywhere. Like, that's his rule. Because um, he's maybe a bit more old school. Um, but I guess there is, if you pick one of the style guides that's out there, like through agreement, like it doesn't need to take that long, right? And everybody needs to suck up something that they think is maybe not good. 
Yeah, but if the advantage is is that everybody's sort of writing stuff the same way, I, I do think that's a massive win. Mm. But through agreement, not. Yeah, it's, it's something I'm definitely hoping to look into anyway next year. Because Dave, I think it's interesting your experience as a teacher, like so a lot of your practices come from the experience of watching people learn how to program and watching how people make mistakes. Yep. So I guess, you know, that the question is, as a programmer, would you be, would, do you think it's better to accept a common style guide, even if it contains things that you know for a fact will cause more mistakes in the interests yeah. of, of similarity? Yeah, I think if we're talking just line level stuff like brackets and and whatever, I would just write it whatever way I want it, and I'd have a I'd have a pre uh, git check in that ran a code formatter ah. um, to match their stuff. If it's things like ivars and dot syntax and stuff, okay, that's a bit different, and they're probably not at the same level. You know, okay, I can get that the dot helps you distinguish that it's a property when you're looking through code, and you know, and I can see that maybe if some code bases predate that style of syntax that maybe you wouldn't introduce it even if there's even if they're only old components um so yeah i suppose look there's there's a case to be made for everything and you know i think there's there's a lot of room for argument and a lot of room for just getting stuff done so if any ios programmers are out there and interested in this um a shout out to uh, an app called objective clean which allows you to set your own style guide but also add it as a plugin for xcode in a way that will and you've the choice that it will either generate warnings or indeed errors if you're feeling very fascist hmm. uh live um i put a a link in the show notes i don't know if you guys can see it um, but the other cool thing about it is they have a survey. Now, it's a very long survey. It's 40 questions on all the things we're talking about. Um, and you can see, um, you can compare your answers with both other people's answers to the survey, but also the code on Stack Overflow. Nice. Cool. Yeah, no, definitely uh, give that a go then before next These week. are very specific questions as well. Like, should there be a... Sp- uh, a space after the plus minus method type declaration like they're very yes um, there should be <laughs> of course but these are things that i d- don't even think about like um so i think like for non-programmers listening some of this must sound a little bit sort of strange but like believe us when we say this matters like it it things it's like the oxford comma yeah and yeah yeah like whether you use ellipses instead of full sentences and you know that that kind of thing dot 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 that's a really that's a really good example because it's it's stylistic so when you see it done the way you don't like it grates on you but there is a deeper purpose behind it it's about meaning right and yeah and you 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 can understand that you know yeah so yeah who gives a fuck about an Oxford comma? I have one other bit of feedback. I'm um, not feedback, follow up. 
um, I got to try the keyboard of the new MacBook Pro. So, um, yeah or nay? This is definitely a big. I don't know. Over, See now, how long? How how long did you get to play it for? Uh, about ninety seconds. So this right. Is definitely okay. first impressions. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, very talented developer that we all know, Mike Nolan. Um, I um. I passed him and I knew he had the new MacBook Pro without the touch bar. And so I asked, could I uh, test out the keyboard? And he very kindly says yes. Um, so yeah, I got 90 seconds to play with it. Um, so my big question was, is it like the MacBook keyboard, which I hated? This is the MacBook 12 inch yeah. keyboard you're comparing against. Um, and I have a theory about it. So... I think it's pretty similar to the MacBook keyboard, but I think they changed the acoustics of it. And that's why people... <laughs> so it sounds more like a mechanical keyboard. Yeah, so it's quite it's loud. It's very loud. It's very It clicky. is quite loud. And yeah. my theory is that they did that on purpose. That basically they acoustically changed the keyboard to give more of a sense of a key being pressed. And that's why some people are saying, oh, it's really like the MacBook um, keyboard. And other people saying, no, 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 it's way better. Because I think basically the, I searched online to see, like, did anybody else have this theory? And I don't think, well, I couldn't find anybody with this theory. But I really think it's the case. I really think they're using acoustics. So I was watching a review just before this. Mm. And the guy was describing it as... He felt it was definitely more mechanical um, in its feeling. But I guess the other thing he did mention compared to the the 12-inch MacBook was that um, I guess the tension is harder and he felt like he had to press them harder. So I guess there was a bit more traveling that way. So I don't know. I I, I guess you really have to get two of them side by side, right? And you have to be kind of... it's, It's like with the PlayStation 4 Pro you have to have two of them side by side, you know, you have to have the PS4 and the PS4 Pro side by side and see what the difference is in them. You kind of have to have the two keywords really side by side. And maybe put some uh, noise cancelling headphones on then, Thomas, so you can't hear the fake noise. Yeah, so I actually know a guy who um, is over in LIT, Dr. Flory Neff, and he actually does this sort of stuff. Oh, wow. Um, act, uh, per- perception of sound and stuff with regards to design. And he's actually worked for some fairly big companies on the the sound design for even things you wouldn't even think of. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was a big, a big factor in it. Um, so I will, I will try and see if he has one or if he knows anything about it i mean it's definitely louder than the air it's like the air barely makes a noise it's really is super loud and and it makes sense is it annoying loud almost it's 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 mechanical keyboard uh junior i guess you know it's it's not as loud as mechanical keyboard but there's definitely a noise to it um certainly i know mike guy who has it is using a plugging uh, he he plugs in a keyboard so he doesn't use it in work so i don't know I need to get some feedback off him too but i thought it was really clever as well because you know people say well a keyboard it's how it feels but actually it is how it sounds as you said dave your colleague in lit like sound matters um 
and sound as a feedback mechanism. It's just really funny that, like, they used mechanical sound, so it's not like, you know, it's not electronically generated sound, but that's why people are saying this is a way... I'm, that's my theory, that this is why people are saying it's a good keyboard, because they essentially, they they did some acoustic hacking of it. Just on the uh, the MacBook as well, hearing... um. The battery life is pretty bad on it. Uh, this on the MacBook Pro. Uh, people are kind of saying unplugged two hours for um, Final Cut Pro X and typically around four or five hours compared to the, I guess, 10 from the 2015 model. So I don't know. That seems to be the biggest complaint at the moment is the, the they lost a lot of battery just to make the machine smaller. So I guess another reason not to pick up the Pro, really, if you need battery life. It sounds to me like it'll be something that'll come out with a software update and it'll be grand. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Like um, the, I don't know, like maybe it's using uh, the big graphics card when it should be using the discrete one. Remember that problem with the original yeah. Retinas, like, And the fans so. aren't kicking in until like... CPU gets up to 100 degrees, 103 degrees, so it's kicking in way too late, um, and then having to do a lot of work to reduce the heat down, so it gets quite loud um, when you're doing intensive stuff, so maybe it's a factor that the fan just needs to come on a bit earlier. Um, I have an- I guess they don't want to- go on. <sighs> Sorry, yeah, I, I have another theory about the new MacBook Pros is that because there's been such wildly varying battery reports. And also, I would say one thing Apple have a reputation for is accurate battery claims. Um, So why is this new machine varying so much uh, from some of the real world reports to what Apple are claiming? That's not a normal thing for Apple laptops. And my theory is it's partly... the um the intel generation that they're on skylake right um Mm. all of its optimizations are in low power mode and so if you think what apple does when it does and it it does publish its criteria as a wi-fi test it has a watching a movie test but of course when apple do um browsing the internet over what wi-fi what do they use safari yeah yeah which is super super battery efficient and i'm looking online and a lot of people are reporting really bad battery scores are using chrome which and chrome is a horrendous thing to run on your mac laptop because it it really is just such a, a battery hog um and so my theory is, is that these new MacBook Pros have have significantly better battery life at low load, but way worse battery life at high load. And so that... So when you're doing like the likes of video editing and stuff like that, it's going to yeah, really suffer. Yeah, but in today's app world, high um, usage also includes things like Slack, Chrome, WhatsApp. So you know, like, really, yeah, yeah. Slack is an awful battery hog. It's, it's it's Slack just constantly trying to get connections and over sockets and like read it's, information or it's a web app. It's it's probably Chrome wrapped in a yeah yeah yeah, yeah true. 
and that's why um i put a link yeah. in in the show notes to um chrome i've got a new uh build that apparently is using 30 percent less memory but Oh my god! St- still fifty percent more than Firefox. Like insane. Um, and this is like clearly a, a kind of culture within Google. It's why, like you know, Android phones shipping with six gigs of RAM. Um, but uh, yeah. Is, is there any reasons why they're saying in the article it uses so much, or or how they actually reduced the the thirty percent? Um. I, said, I don't know. I mean, like they're talking or about. Or is it just more about Gmail? We, we, we just alone uses. People are saying they Gmail a Gmail tab uses a gig of RAM, a gig. Like that. Oh, <laughs> that's insane. I don't know. It's progress, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> do, do either of you use it? Use what? Chrome. Oh yeah, the whole time. On your laptop, yeah. Yep. Why, Dave? Why? <sighs> Consistency. I can't use Safari at work, so. Right. Oh. And what's wrong with Firefox? Uh, good question. I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> Buzz, what so do you use? Several years, I had the traumatic experience of developing a Firefox add-on, Ugh. and I just haven't. The relationship hasn't repaired itself. Uh, in in the the. The interim. Was that back in the XUL days or what were you? Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> I'd prefer I'd prefer not to comment anymore on this period of my life. Poor Dave. What about you, Buzz? No, Safari, yeah. I mean again it's one of those things. It's kind of like iPhone Android. There's probably a huge amount of convenient things that I can do in Google. And if I use Google across all my devices, it'd be amazing. But like I honestly don't care. <laughs> you know, there's there's very little I, I require it to do, I guess, you know. So Safari, so you get so the bookmarks it, across iOS. You get It's just that it runs really well. Uh even stuff like Netflix is super low powered in Safari as well if I okay. use it. Uh picture in picture now with YouTube is another thing. I don't know if you can get that in Chrome. Um but yeah, it's just pretty handy. And I guess it, it is great across devices as well, I suppose. I can look at something on my phone and then come home and it's popped up. Um, but I guess on my you computer. do use Chrome to Chromecast. Because you've got a Chromecast. Yeah, so what I'll do is, yeah, I'll fire up Chrome and then maybe cast. Yeah, I do do it then or else just use my phone or something. The only reason I have Chrome installed and I have my laptop for a year now and I only installed Chrome two months ago. And it was to look at a site that had a flash plugin because chrome installs flash but not system wide so i i figure it's safer so i don't have flash in safari but i it comes for some reason by default in chrome yeah handy enough reason for it and i, I would preface that that like if i know i'm low on battery and i'm out and about i would switch to safari um you know, if there's situations that need it, but it's it's rare enough that I'm like I'm you know, I go between two places that have chargers attached to them and you know, occasionally I'm in a third place that doesn't, but that's it like. Cool. 
Stupid strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> so, Dave, uh, what's the weather in Belfast? Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> for the second time... <laughs> does she have the a northern... Second... Does Lexa have a northern Irish accent? She's like, I'm sorry, Dave, I can't answer that. <laughs> no, um, that would be brilliant. But... Um, so for the second time in a year, I've bought a major product from a, I suppose, from someone who should have their 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 stuff together. Um, last year it was the Apple TV, which was dead on arrival, wouldn't connect to the remote. Um, and then this year I bought the Amazon Echo and I Took it out of the box, I plugged it in, and nothing. Nothing happened. So, yeah. Then, however, um, I thought it might just be really cold because of, like, I don't know, being a delivery truck or being in a parcel mm-hmm. motel or whatever. So I said, Do you know, I'll leave her warm up for a while. And in the microwave? Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, if <laughs> any Amazon customer service representatives are listening, that did not happen. Um but basically what I did was just left it for a few hours, then plugged it in and everything came to life and had about an hour or two with it. It was... Uh, did it, did it just pop on automatically? Were you just sitting around and you just started no, talking no, to I, you? I just, you no, I plugged, plugged it back in. <laughs> okay. Um, and then it, it lit up and everything and I played around with it for a while and then I turned it off going to bed. And then when I came down in the morning, I turned it back on and it was dead again. Right. This time for so, good then. Yeah, I mean, look, I could take it back out of the box and plug it in again now and hopefully it might yeah. work again. Who knows? To be honest, it's probably something just like the power supply, but um, I don't know. I don't want to go messing with it. And it's just back in the box, ready to be ready to be returned. So in the hour. OK, so this is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say like uh, it's an Amazon product, right? Yep. So, yeah, in the hour, I guess, tell us what did work. What did you test out? Do you need a, an account? And what account do you need? Uh, Amazon account. It already came logged in. No way. Yeah, which was kind of scary. That's kind of um, scary, but cool. Yeah, so I just logged in. Um, Did you have to do a second it, verification stage or anything? No. No, I don't. No, okay, I say it was already logged in. Maybe it just logged logged itself in really smartly without me realizing. Um, right. So I had to... Go onto the website because the app isn't here in Ireland, of course. Um, uh, not in the Irish app store. So I had to go on the alexa.amazon.com, set it up, um, put it on the Wi-Fi, you know, so maybe it passed some token from my Amazon account to the device that way. But then it was just like it knew my name, everything was ready to go. The voice recognition is really good in term, in, in some ways, um, and really bad in others. But it does, like, I can be sitting across the, the kitchen from it and I can kind of almost mumble something and it'll understand it if it's one of the, the basic things. But then at the same time, I was playing Jeopardy and... Um, <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, I was playing Jeopardy on Alexa. So how does that work? It reads out the question and you have to answer it in the form of a... So, question or it reads out the answer and you have to answer it before we have a question <laughs> I tell you a question so, the Alexa is basically Alex Trebek so um, how, how how do you initiate that do you just say like hey Alexa 
Alexa play Jeopardy. Right. Now it's only it's a daily it's a daily kind of thing. Um and you have to enable the skill in the app store and all sorts of things first okay. anyway, so you have to um do that. It's- and it was really bad at recognizing the answers, and that's just not my excuse for being bad at Jeopardy, but um <laughs> Like it was, it's the the answer to one of the questions, I can't remember the question, but the answer was Joel McHale, uh, the guy from Community. And so I said, uh, Joel McHale. And then I could go back to the website and look at what the Alexa said, incorrect, the answer is Joel McHale. And I was like, <laughs> come on, what? what? Um, so you can go back and you can look up and it, it heard, uh, Alexa heard John McCain. Um, wow. <laughs> So about eight <laughs> years too late on that one. Um, but, uh, and a few other things like um, the, the answer to one of the questions is Futurama. It didn't have a clue. Like, um, uh, I, I can't even remember what it, what it pretended it heard. So anything like that with names and stuff, it's a bit bad, but you can just say Alexa, stop. And it's instant Alexa, next track, Alexa, volume up, volume down. They're, they're brilliant. How much better than Siri is it? Oh, unreal. And considering that Alec- you're talking to Alexa across a room, whereas you're talking to Siri in normally, you know. In your hand. There's yeah. a very short distance, yeah. No, very, and even like, hey Siri, um, yeah, see, nothing. Um, like the phone is right in front of me. I just said the wake word and nothing happened. So, um, hey Siri. It's, it's a lot better. Um, and it's with the music playing. So it's playing the music. You can say something, it'll turn down the music while you're talking. It'll, it, you can play Jeopardy while you're still listening to your music in the background. Um, wow. it can, uh, you can talk to, and it, it, maybe that might've interfered with understanding me a bit as well. I don't know, but it did it. Um, I literally just said, Hey Siri, uh, play today FM. And it played the right Today FM. I'm sure there was more than one Today FM, but it knew which one I was on about. Except and you actually it, asked Alexa, because if you ask Siri to play Today FM, you go, I'm oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I was able to just say, hey, Siri, play artist name. Uh, or, yeah, this is, this is hard. Uh, hey, Alexa. <laughs> I feel sorry for any of our listeners who have an iPhone yeah. and an Amazon um thing because yeah. <laughs> both things are going to go mental at this point yeah uh, okay google cortana <laughs> um, <laughs> so it basically um really good and that's with zero training there is a training option which i didn't get to go through which i'm sure would increase the accuracy of it um but just the ability to say hey open or play whatever occasionally you have to, to say on spotify for it to work um because it has it has two modes. It has kind of listening to music and listening to like music radio stations like Pandora and stuff, but not like radio stations like the radio. <laughs> so it's a bit uh, <laughs> kind of confusing as to how um, Alexa actually makes a decision as to which one she does and gets it wrong occasionally. And how does it have the- any smart home integration? Oh yeah, loads. Um, and like, but my home isn't very smart at the moment, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's it, it's definitely by the time your the new one comes around, you might have a few things, so you'll be able to test that for us. Yeah, so my light bulbs should be here this week, 
and cool. my replacement should be here this week. Fair credit to Amazon as well. Like it was like one button to return it. Um, and that was it. Like type in a reason here, click return, done. Print and off a free shipping label, which I then have to pay three fifty to send back through Parcel Motel. But mm. sure, that's what that's that's what I get for for circumventing um, uh, their shipping. It's set up with your Amazon account. Can you set it up like uh, mail, like your email at all? No, I'm sure you can get apps or you can get skills for it. But okay. I didn't. I didn't get into that. The problem with that is, um, you well, I wouldn't want that Someone. sort of thing on it just just you know um you're you're, you're maybe different uh but i just wouldn't have you know someone oh. could break into the house and be like hey read all his email ha ha, ha. um which which i assume you stupid know. means from baz <laughs> i think the difference the difference between baz and dave is dave dave lives as somebody and baz doesn't <laughs> <laughs> one's realistic <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got some important uh, emails from uh, Princes in my email account. <laughs> um, so I, I was watching the Marcus Brownlee one for the the, the Google Echo. Was it um, Google Home? <laughs> Google Home. I, I, it's I, I like guess, a bunch of old lads talking about yeah, something like we can't Stupid keep the names, names. going. Uh, <sighs> but I guess his complaint was that it did it couldn't distinguish. I guess between two different people. So I guess you and Denise. It wouldn't recognize who's who in a way. It just recognizes voices. That's so it. So you couldn't have yours tied to uh, your own account, your Spotify account, say, and then Denise is tied to another account, her Spotify account or something like that. So if you went in and said, okay, play my favorites, or it would be from your Spotify account always then. Always. And if I get two Echoes or I get the Echo Dot or something in the future, it'll still only be the one Spotify account unless I create a new Amazon account separately for it and create a separate Spotify account, because as you know, Spotify only allow you to have one stream at a time. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, on, it's a small thing, but like, it sounds like it's pretty cool, even from, I guess the hour that you got with it. Yeah. I think it, it's fantastic. And like most of the, most of the stupid questions I asked it were, were brilliant. Like, you know, just the, the kind of, you know the the cooking questions like what's 406 milliliters in fluid ounces like and right. you know all that that sort of stuff and setting the timers uh having it play music skip song chain song um read the news everything was was really good so the main drawbacks um as thomas alluded to earlier it thinks it's in northern ireland um yeah yeah and it doesn't recognize irish addresses so i had a bit of a hack around. I looked at some people were um, copying the the requests in the developer tools and Google and changing the details and sending it back and stuff. But that didn't seem to to work for for my address anyway. So I don't get any traffic because it's not available, and I have to specifically ask for the weather in Limerick if I want the weather. Otherwise, I get the weather in. Uh, I get the weather at Parcel Motel. <laughs> right. I suppose that's a bit annoying then, isn't it? Um, yeah, but they're they're minor things, really. One of the other things that didn't work too well was um, my none of my Audible books showed up. So I have quite oh. a sizable audiobook library from being an Audible subscriber from a few years, and none of them actually showed up under the Audible selection in Alexa, despite the fact that it's obviously Audible UK 
that I use. Um, and what is the speaker like in it? And like, if you wanted to play music, can you get it to play out of a, um, I don't know, like a Sonos speaker that you have in the room or something like that, or a hi-fi no, system? It, it is the speaker. Um, in the base of it, yeah. Yeah, but the, but that that's it. Like, there you can't you can do that sort of stuff with the Echo Dot, right? But not not with the now. Look, there may be some skills for controlling a Sonos separately, but you mm-hmm. can't root you can't root the audio from it to an, to a yeah. Sonos. Okay, but also it's not Google, so yeah, bonus points there. Yeah, I mean, would that put you off at all having a Google product? I don't know at this stage. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think realistically, the the elements that that were at risk for uh, transcend the the product creator in this day and age. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, you know. would you be so again? You only had an hour with this. This is really pre- preliminary, but would you be tempted to get a dot? I think I would, but I'd need to figure out what the audio is like because I might just get another echo if it's if i find the music thing to be a feature that i would use where the dot was you know like i mean like realistically there's going to be three places in the house that something like this would be used and if the kitchen dining room sitting room and upstairs bedroom that's pretty much it um so you know if there's another speaker system then the dot yeah if there if there isn't maybe the another echo so i'd like dot for the sitting room yeah no bother uh upstairs maybe if it was replacing uh i don't know like a clock radio or whatever people use um <laughs> i don't have one but if if i was you, you I'd have probably a go, probably go, <laughs> yeah that's it um i'd probably go with the with the echo for that cool. just because um like it's not an amazing bluetooth speaker but um, at the same time, just the integration and like, I have no idea what um, hassle is like, would I have to turn on the Bluetooth speaker separately to, to have things paired? Like, does that do away with the convenience of just being able to talk at something and having it work? Do you know, um, because the, the dot has a speaker, but it's not, it's not great apparently. So is this the beginning of the end of your involvement in the Apple ecosystem, because we talked last episode about the death of the routers and the possibility in the medium term of the Mac of Apple killing the Mac line. I'm just thinking about all the Apple sort of services that are handy if you're using all Apple devices, but are not handy when you're using a mix of devices so things like i don't know messages and find my friends and uh, apple music and other sort of things that are very closely adopted in the ecosystem do you think like the echo is going to be your do you know is this the thing that is going to start you moving away from the apple ecosystem because it's a better product but it's going to force you more to use like more open systems i guess maybe but at the same time i'm a developer so it's not that big of a deal to be 
between camps. Like I can, mm. I can write. The, 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 the main thing that attracts me to Alexa over Siri still is that, okay, wow, now I can make Siri control my taxi app. Great. Um, but with Alexa, I can do whatever the hell I want. You know? Yeah. Um, if I want to hook up an Arduino to do something and, you know, put a ESP8266 on it, I can now control that from Alexa. You know? Mm. Um, one of my projects in the house is probably going to, with the, you know, the undercounter lighting, um, which is just controlled by a switch on the wall. But I don't know, can you get, like, you can get the Philips Hue and the LifeX bulbs, but not in, like, the little fluorescent undercounter bulbs. So one of my things might be to just put a, throw a relay on that um, and connect it up so that I can just go, Alexa, uh, turn on the kitchen lights and everything will turn on do you know and I, I can do that whereas i can i can make that also work with siri if i want to i can just use a home kit bridge and sort it out the light bulbs i'm getting don't work with apple directly they have an app but they don't work with home kit so i'm gonna have to put a bridge thomas you sent me a link to something a few weeks ago um i'm gonna have to put software on a raspberry pi to bridge that to home kit and i don't have a problem doing that as long as it works you know but it's certainly a hack, right? And oh yeah, butcher, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look, we'll I suppose stay tuned and we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. So you're hoping like, to have a second echo delivered to you within the next seven days? Yeah. So hopeful. I'm hoping it will be it'll be up north. By uh, and it's 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 a spiritual home by <laughs> <laughs> by Wednesday um, or Thursday night or something, and that it'll be it'll be down in a parcel motel in Cardavan sometime. Uh, oh, I shouldn't tell people actually in case they come and like stalk the the parcel motel and steal my Alexa. <laughs> um, uh, so you edit that bit out there, Thomas. Oh, well, yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, hopefully it'll be at Parcel Motel on Friday. And I'll have it then for the weekend and we can talk about it. And my light bulbs should be, I don't know, uh, they've left some place with DHL, but that's about all that I I got from them. But it feels a bit weird to be discussing, like, buying new things on the podcast, but it's not you buying the things. You tempted by any of this? No, I'll wait for the... uh the Siri Airport Extreme combo to come out. Not going to happen. Nah, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've nothing else in your list because you had a big run of buying new stuff or getting new stuff from work. Are you done? Done. Yeah, done for now. iPhone next year. Be about it. Really? If if if, if this laptop crapped out, I'd buy an iPad. <laughs> And a crappy laptop. Pro? I think. Chromebook? Um, guess whatever I could record the podcast in. You wouldn't get an iPad, whatever. You're just saying Why, no, that. You're I? just saying that to be pr- provocative. I've thought about it for a while. Would you use the pencil? Probably just to send Thomas images of me killing him or something. <laughs> this is where the blood comes out. And do it nice and red. You could circle it. Email it's you. Just a spoofer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
So Dave, you're 11 years a Reddit user. Uh, yeah. Today, is it, or yesterday? Uh, today, I think, a registered user. Um, yes. I didn't register until there was a point. Um, can't remember what the point was, but... Uh, so I think I predate it was comments. Probably, probably brought in upvoting and you wanted to upvote an article. Something like that. I remember Reddit used to have a recommended tab at the start. And mm-hmm. when you upvoted things, it would recommend you stuff. Yes. Do you um, remember that? Because like, that's how I thought it was for years later on. And then I realized that and it's like, now that's gone. Yeah. You're not recommending It does anything. none of that. <laughs> no. Um so that's I think that was it. I signed in so that I'd get better recommendations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's why you, you got me to sign in or you kind of turned around to me and said, "Oh, this is great as, you know, um it will recommend the stuff that you like." So that's what I really liked about it. Um when I yeah, first joined. And there was no comments, no private messages. No, maybe there was by this date, but um there, there was no subreddits. When we started using it, no, there was no subreddits. And when the subreddits were created, I think it's actually funny, given all the drama that's on Reddit now about mm. uh, the Donald and the Donald Trump subreddits. Um, originally, they created the subreddits to essentially quarantine stuff from the main page. <laughs> um, like politics was a big one. People were like, oh, like Reddit was essentially Hacker News when it started. And Hacker News was started in a response to Reddit no longer being Hacker News, um, basically. So Reddit was all about Python programming and Lisp and uh, stuff like that. Then other stuff started coming in, politics, um, uh, not safe for work, uh, images and few other stuff. I can't remember what the original one the original ones were. Um I think they created a programming subreddit as well just because people kept asking for it. Um and that that was it then. It just kinda it grew from there. And there was maybe the four or five subreddits at the start before they let anyone create them. So it was very different. And yeah, eleven years. Wow. So this is really interesting that this is a platform that you guys were on Almost at the very, very beginning, you know, you've seen it grow from something that you thought, well, this probably is going to, you know, not last to a platform where it literally, you know, it influences world politics and stuff. So what do you, what do you think about its its journey? Like, how do you think it it has changed what 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 do you think I, I suppose the development of platforms what what lessons do you think sort of can be learned about the growth of reddit from the early days i think um i mean it was always going to go to shit once it became popular and it really has in a way it, it it's one of those things it is what you you want it to be um what do you want and, it to be well like you can subscribe to X things. If you're interested in something, like I'm subscribed to, subscribe to say, bass, for bass guitar. Oh. Nice little community or PlayStation VR <laughs> or something what like that. What goes on in the bass community? <laughs> you all sort of like, you're all sort of like, oh, I play bass. It's really important. <laughs> Better four, than the acapella subreddit. Four strings should be enough for no, everyone. No, Thomas. No, Thomas. You should go on it and check it out and read it. 
you're probably better off in the ATS subreddit, though. Uh. Um, <laughs> that's the noise of it. You actually click on it and go, uh. <laughs> um, but like that thing, you can subscribe to communities, and a lot of times people just—it's people love drama, and especially the Americans. The Americans love. I'm drama sorry, online. I'm just looking at the base subreddit. It's super boring. Oh, oh my that's God. it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. That, you do do bass guitars go on sale after Christmas? <laughs> Fighting sixty cycle hum. Which stuff to record my bass on? Thomas, my you probably went on the podcasting subreddit, and it was the exact same. What microphone for did I use? I'm getting buzz on my f- microphone. I'm getting exactly. 60 hertz hum on my interface <laughs> yes. for podcasting. Yeah, it's, exactly. Oh my God, it's interesting, it's so Thomas, boring. if you're interested in it's it. so boring. Oh, God. Would you pick a proper instrument? And <laughs> <laughs> Baz rocking out in his oboe. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So sorry, um, anyway, anyway, but but that's what I'm kind of saying. It's, it's 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 you know you can go in and you can find the communities that are super interested in specific things like bass in this instance, or maybe there's a bass fishing one. Sometimes you get bass photos sent on bass. It's quite funny. Um, but it you know people and uh, end up I guess on the most popular ones a lot of the time. Relationship advice, advice animals, all these stupid things and. People just love fighting on the internet. Hold on, relationship advice isn't a popular subreddit. How did you end up there? Oh my god. I think that's one of the defaults. It's default, I'm pretty sure. No, it's not. It's just you guys both subscribe to it. I definitely not subscribe to it. But anyway, that's the problem is those things become big. But even if it isn't default, there's no way of avoiding it. It's everywhere you know reddit is talks about itself a lot and talks about the different subreddits and you you end up on different subreddits because you hear about them on you know all the time if you're curious enough um but it's just you know there's drama on it and it's always going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and there's drama it was always drama from the start i guess there was the whole reddit and dig stuff you know um all the drama back in the day but if you want smaller communities, they are in there. And what happens generally is a community gets really, really big. It branches off into a smaller community that are less caring about the drama, more caring about the subject. Again, that one gets too big. And then it's just a official cycle. So Reddit gaming was huge, but it's awful. It's just memes and stuff. So that split off into like 10 different subreddits. True gamings, games. All of which like require the name of the game and the title. Yeah, stuff like that. So you kind of have to work with reddit and you kind of have to go with the flow and you have to kind of move around in it um otherwise it just gets turns into a horrible horrible place that's it and it's tot- it's like nearly all of my subreddits would be um technical by and large mm-hmm. uh, technical alcohol you know the those, yeah. <laughs> th- those kind of things and um basically um i think you if you're into something like look if you're into politics you're going to have a bad time uh if you're into any of these kind of things that are the the hot topic the standard kind of don't discuss at the dinner table or a dinner party topics it's the exact mm-hmm. same played out on at internet scale on reddit pretty much yeah you know but it's and everyone's uh, an expert <laughs> 
everyone's super involved in themselves and they think they their, their opinion matters and it doesn't and the sooner i think you, you re- realize your opinion doesn't matter on the internet uh unless it's like you know specific programming things or something like that where you're, you're giving answers maybe uh, you'll have a better time you'll have a much better time <laughs> yeah but it's good for certain things like i guess like music recommendations movies recommendations uh it's great just be careful of comments and uh, <laughs> don't get too easily offended yeah so thomas are you on reddit at all like do you have I... any significant stake in it like if it disappeared off the internet would you notice i think the only thing was and i think we talked about this before in the podcast but my i wrote an article about this time no about 13 months ago <clears throat> about uh, which town had the most pubs per person in ireland and it got like 200, 300 uh, visitors. And then a month later, somebody posted uh, my article, picked it up and posted my article on Reddit. And I got like kind of, I think, eight or 9,000 um, visitors within a week. And actually, most of them within a day. And that you know, and it got covered in lots of newspapers and stuff as a result. And that was definitely what I saw as the power of Reddit. Like, this is something I wrote and was definitely... It was really odd as well because all the comments were super positive. Yeah, and it was... Uh, which, is ra- which is rare, like, on Reddit Ireland. You didn't divide a community there. <laughs> it's about drinking, so I guess everybody could... Yeah. Uh, agree about it but it's just interesting how I, I think it was a good article and i think if it was only and it might not have necessarily deserved thousands of views but it it was a great article you put a lot of work into yeah, that yeah exactly and i guess it, it was definitely a good amplification sort of um thing i'm really glad i'm really great grateful to the person who posted it because it's like well you know this this is just going to linger away. I'm I'm not very popular in, in internet terms. So, um, did the newspaper articles come after that then as well? Yeah, and they're all as a result of the Reddit post. Like they're all yeah as a result of journalists wasting their time on Reddit. So yeah, and not even getting your name correct. Yeah, sorry, right. <laughs> I'm over right. it now. Yeah, that was a cool time though. So. Baz, Dave is on 11 years. How, how long are you? Uh, I'll be 11 in April, I think. Oh, okay. I actually I actually found a really, an older account, not older by much, but I found an older account there recently. I was like, I wonder was this username ever taken? Another username I would have taken. And then I realized, oh, I had taken it. it taken it. Is it short? Um, <laughs> no, no, it's not too short. Um okay. But it, yeah, it was, it was, I take it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, coming up on 11, I guess Dave got me into it and the same thing. I didn't sign up for a while and eventually did. I have a friend who's on it, um, who's been on it about the same length of time as me and like has never made any comments or anything. So, and uses it constantly. (laughs) So Supreme Lurker. I I just made an educated guess as to that user, Baz, and I found it. <laughs> yeah, there's like one comment, I think. Uh, yeah, and it's a comment on something I posted. 
Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on the iPhone. Your mock-up for the iPhone. Yeah, years ago. Uh, and that photo is gone now. I think it is. Yeah. Ah uh, well. <laughs> yeah. It did the mock-up for the iPhone, by the way, was an iPod, and the circle in the middle was a rotary phone. Ouch. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yep. Yeah, remember this is before we this is before we saw what an iPhone even looked like. Yeah. Ah, uh, 2006. Yeah. Great phone. <laughs> that was a full year before the iPhone then, wasn't it? That was 2007, like, so... Yeah, but rumours, th- I guess, were rampant yeah. that it was coming out. Yeah. Should have bought Apple stock. Should have, instead of buying that 20 gig iPod I bought. Ah, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there still that guide? Um, uh, how much would I have if I bought... Uh, Stock. Yeah, I saw someone post it recently. But it's a thing of, if everyone did that, then there would be no money to get. And yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, just if we think about it, like if we go to... I just found it, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, like if we go to the first iPhone, uh, $499. Wow. Uh, was the cost of it apparently, and Mad. you would have uh, three thousand two hundred thirty-one dollars now. Ouch! Ooh. Now this is last updated April twenty twelve, so I'm sure that it might be a bit more by now. Ah, uh, yeah. Can we not put the base subreddit in the show notes? Because I'm still looking through it, and oh my god, is it boring? This. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I mean, everybody has their interests. I have some really boring interests, like much respect, but oh my God. But the the, the the thing is, so I don't go on it. So what happens is if something is popular in it, then I, I do see it, but it's not like, you know, stuff's popular. So usually what I get out of it is someone posts a video of someone playing. That's usually then what I like is I like watching someone playing bass or something like that or... Are you learning new techniques a king in the um, base subreddit? No, I don't post that often. I used to sometimes for techniques and stuff like that, but uh, uh-uh, not much. It's one of the things. It was just one of the many subreddits. It's like you know, I'm trying to make the point of if you're interested in something, <laughs> there is a small subreddit for you. Yeah, like I mean, <laughs> even if you're a bass player, even if you're a bass player, it's better than being into a cappella. <laughs> it's just a bunch of girls standing around in a field talking about their emotions how is that that song. awesome because <laughs> it's you as well <laughs> you're just like lurking out there with them <laughs> cool are we ready for stuff making us happy I. We gave awesome present recommendations last episode, by the way. Yeah, I think we did. Now, if you could just recommend something for my mother. Oh, really? Mm. Are you having problems? Mothers are the worst people to buy for. Everyone knows Get this. Get her a uh, power thing. A lipstick. She has a phone. That is sexist. That is sexist. You don't have to call it a lipstick. But seriously, why is not? She... she has a phone. Does she... What kind of phone does she have? It's one of those old people flip phones with big buttons. 
Uh, and so yellow she, on blue screen. So she doesn't yellow text on the blue run out of battery. God, no. Mm. Things a beast. She probably put charge at once. <laughs> Dave, have you any ideas? An Amazon Echo. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly used. <laughs> Not working. Yeah. Non-functional. She has she has um, a iPad in uh, loves that. Maybe I could get her a new one or something, but that's no, that's too expensive. Uh, <laughs> like an a uh, uh, show my uh like an Orla Kylie iPad case or something. That's, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I get her a new iPad case. They nearly cost as much as the bloody iPad. Yeah. It would be cool if you get a case with um you get a case with a built-in RAM and a graphics card, you know, and you could stick on the back of it. Yeah. It says, beefs it up. <laughs> External uh, graphics card iPad case. What do you get her? Uh, what's your budget? Because we um, figure out how cheap Baz is. I don't know what my budget would be. Well, take a stab and I'll give you a suggestion. I already got her a Kindle. So, unless I upgraded to, like, a, I don't know how often she uses it. This year? No, a few years she do, ago. She doesn't listen, right? No, she does not listen. Maybe I'll get her a podcasting playing device. <laughs> <laughs> a new radio that she can get her podcasts on. What about a home? Uh, a Echo thing? I can't remember. No, she, I don't think, no. No. No? She's 70 now, next week. So, she's, she's she wouldn't be about that. <laughs> anyway, I'll figure it out. Will you? You know, don't an get ironing her, board cover don't or something. Get her a base. <laughs> yeah. So just to, um, uh, I suppose before we get on to what's what's making us happy, I, I don't think we'll we'll find something for for Bazis Bob. Um, <laughs> no. All right. Do we want to talk about the next meetup? Yeah. Yeah. So, I suppose if anyone's listening to this on. Let me just get the date. Dave, do you have it handy? 10th. Next Saturday, the 10th. We're having the next Limerick iOS developers meetup um, in the Bank of Ireland on Bedford Row. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. And James Sadlier will be giving a presentation on animation in iPhone development, which is something super cool and super important for iOS uh, development, I think. Um, and all important points afterwards, most likely. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's what what, what do we have it at a two hour event. Everyone comes in, meet up, and then sit down. It's very very casual, as you said. Heckling, you can join in in the heckling. We can just kind of. It's not. A, I guess it's not a sit down and shut up and listen for two hours. Keep quite boring. It's uh, quite informal. You just kind of sit around and chat and ask questions and stuff like this. Um, yeah, and points afterwards. It's going to be awesome. I'm really yeah, I'm really, looking really looking forward, forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got three down this year, so that's pretty good. And that's only since ah. September, isn't it? So how bad? How bad? Yeah. So let's keep it going in the new year then. Yeah. So what is making us happy? Who wants to go first? Crickets. <laughs> I'll go first. Go on. Um. So... So Final Fantasy 15 released this week and next week on Tuesday uh, The Last Guardian is being released for PlayStation 4. So what I think is kind of cool about these games is Final Fantasy was announced 10 years ago or it's been in development for 10 years 
and The Last Guardian has been in development for nine years. It was announced seven years ago. So I just think it's 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 really, really strange. These two games are really strange because of how long we've known about them. We've known about them as long as we've been on Reddit, basically. Close enough to it. So Not as long as Duke Nukem Forever, though. Um, Yeah, how long was that? Was that up to 15 years almost? Man, I don't know. I look it was it close enough anyway. So Duke Nukem Forever got released a couple of years ago, but that's an odd story. Basically, the company that was behind it closed down, had to sell off everything. Someone bought whatever was there of Duke Nukem and released it. And it was awful, 15 awful years, game. yeah. 15 years, wow. Uh, so yeah, even has a card for it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, it's funny. You could have gone into a shop almost 10 years ago and like you know pre-ordered this game expecting it to come out people have bought playstation 3s for both of these games and the game never came out in the playstation 3 either of them uh so i just kind of think it's cool that after all this time both of them are are coming out are actually you know on the way out uh i have Final fantasy 15 haven't played much but all positive from a lot of people for the most part uh the last guardian though I'm super excited about it. Uh, there was two games that came before it. Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, both amazing games. A lot of people put Shadow of the Colossus up there as one of their favorite games of all time. It's seriously a fun, fun game. If you can grab it on PS3, the remastered version, you can actually get both those games remastered on PS3. I would recommend it if you still have a PS3. But uh, this is the third game from these developers. They put a lot of a lot, a lot of detail into these games. You know, there's a lot of love put into them, I guess. Um, what's going to be weird about this game is that it's going to look old. It's going to look like a previous generation game. Um, and maybe the mechanics around it might be... Because we've learned a lot, I guess, in the last 10 years how to make games. Well, game developers have. So I'm kind of worried that it might not be great, but I also think it will be amazing. Um, so the whole story is about a little boy who uh, is going around this world with this giant cat, bird, beast, monster thing. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll put a trailer in the show notes. <laughs> so you just know, you just know he's going to die at the end and you're going to be a blubbering mess because you're going to have to spend like 10 hours going around him. You're going to build a relationship and then he's going to die and it's going to be awful. So I'm hoping that's good, but I just kind of think it's cool that these two games, after 10 years, finally came out, that they didn't die, um, and that people are finally going to get to experience them. So that's cool for me. Dave, anything? Um, I just think um, it's not something so much as making me happy, but I was ordered the Alexa from Amazon. They only ship to the UK, so parcelmotel.com. Um will accept delivery of it in uh, the UK up in Antrim and they will then uh, send it to you uh, to a a um, parcel motel. When I, that's all fine, I've never had to return anything, but when I came to, to send back to Amazon, then I got a, a Royal Mail shipping label off of Amazon to send it back postage paid. That's good. So I was like, okay, that's the, you know, on post aren't going to do much with this. So there's uh, just a, a full procedure on parcel motel. I mean, the charger for sending it back, but it just allows you to, 
to, to send stuff back as well, which is something I wasn't hoping, I was hoping to never have to do. But the fact that it's literally even easier than going to the post office is amazing. Like I just, I print out my label, I stick it on, I walk up to the parcel motel, I hold up the barcode, a door opens, I drop it in and I'm away and I can do that any time of the day I want to. So that's really cool. Super cool. Yeah. So it's one of those things that you don't want to experience it, but then when you do and it's actually a nice process, that's uh, that's always a bonus. Thomas? Oh yeah. Sorry. I've got <laughs> nothing much for this week, but I did... Um, I switched back to the iPad this weekend, which I haven't done in about six months. Um, instead of what now? Uh, instead of laptop or phone, I guess is sort of primary internet device for a weekend. Um, even though it's not there yet, and we've bitched about iOS on the iPad for. A number of episodes, but uh, I don't know. I still think there's something in it. I enjoyed my time with the iPad this weekend. Um, I think there's something in the platform. So, yeah, made me happy this weekend anyway. Did it really? Like, that made me happy this weekend. <laughs> totally. I, I, I swear. I, I swear to God, I'm trying to make myself happy. I live in a Jab house with no a pen. eating. Just, just go for a run in the back garden. Oh, no, maybe I could sort of... Maybe I should... Dig out your tracksuit. Maybe you should start using Chrome for everything and then... Like, yeah. The laptop would get really hot and I'd be warm. Yeah. Hey, that was fun. Yep. I'm going to go play Final Fantasy. So just a quick question, Baz. The last Final Fantasy, I'm more of a 7. Does that mean that right. there has been an 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14 as well? Yes. Super interesting, actually. So there was 8 and 9 on the PlayStation 1. Right. Then there was 10 on the PS2. 11 was an MMO. Very successful. I think it's still going. Are we still recording? We need to stop. I know, Thomas is gone. Uh, 11 was an MMO. Yeah, super, super, super uh, popular. Um, 12 again, PS2, which is being remastered and coming out next year. 13, eh. Odd, odd, odd game. Again, took a long time to come out. So 15 that came out was meant to be a 13 game. It was called Versus 13. And then it's been so long development, it eventually became its own game, 15. And then... 14 was an MMO again. One of, you should read up on 14. It's a really cool story because it was garbage. Uh, people hated it, but they literally turned it around 180. And they were like, okay, look, we're so sorry for it. Anyone bought it here. There's like loads of extra time on it. You don't have to pay for it. We'll fix it. And they fixed it and it made it feckin' cool and people loved it. And I think that is, that is good. That's good as developers for, you know, their fans and stuff like that. Probably good for them as well in the long run. But yeah, 15 was originally versus 13. And yeah. So the opposite of No Man's Sky. Yeah. But again, No Man's Sky, the update came out there for it. And people are like, this is what it kind of should have been. Um, Yeah. So there was a free update with base building and all that stuff during the week. And this should have been that. But yeah. Boo them. Boo, boo them. And I feel bad for them and sorry for them. 
That's tough luck. Yeah. Cool. 